Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. SEN Fridays at the top end, 16.11am, thanks to Rain and Horn, Darwin. All hands on deck this morning. We have Raf back in the studio. Raf, I'm going to let you talk about this. What happened last week, mate? Yeah, mate. Um, unfortunately, um, I, 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 a lot of people might know or might not know, but I um, actually uh, you know, have epilepsy. So, um, yeah, a bit of an incident, mate. Um, unfortunately, um, hasn't happened before but mm-hmm. I had a bit of a blackout um, driving home from training and um, yeah unfortunately I've um, luckily I've missed everyone else on the road um, but I've uh, managed to find a power pole um, lucky I'm still here <laughs> mate I'm a bit bruised and battered um, that's why I wasn't in last week um, so I had a bit of an incident with my epilepsy um, I've unfortunately rode my car off um, so you know you can replace the car mate so um, I'm still here which is mm-hmm. a good thing um, yeah, no, I've st- I've first got epilepsy back in 2008 when I was at St Kilda. So it was a scary time when that first happened. Um, you know, I had a seizure. My little brother, Marius, was down for a holiday, found me on the couch. I woke up to the ambulance standing around me. And um, ever since then, I've been on medication. Um, and I haven't had too many incidents, to be honest. And, um, yeah, whether I've copped a couple of knocks that have, you know, contributing to a couple of more incidents happening of late, but... You know, I've got, I've got to have a few more scans and see the doctors throughout the next few weeks and um, really narrow down what's ha- what's causing it. So, yeah, I'm just glad that I'm I'm still here and I can still join you guys this morning and have a chat. So, um, yeah, that's that's it all in a nutshell, mate. But yeah, it was a scary couple of days there. And yeah. exactly right, mate. I think um, you know we joke around a lot on the show, but first and foremost, your health is absolutely paramount. And mm. it was a bit of a shock at uh, 1 a.m. Uh, before we went on air last week, I got a message from your brother, and it was very, very succinct. It was very to the point. Raf has had an accident; he won't be in. And I was like, uh, "Geez, what does that mean?" Like, it's pretty broad. Um, and then I heard, actually, I heard a couple of reports. Uh, I had a mutual friend basically say, "Hey, I saw a car accident last night near the fire station, and I'm just—you haven't heard anything about that, have you?" And I tried to be a little bit coy about knowing that you didn't come into the studio. I didn't want anyone to put two and two together. But one question I have, because I know nothing about epilepsy, and, and thanks very much for sharing that insight. Um, what? So it's caused the car accident. Is it something that comes along very quickly? Because I was under the impression that you could feel an epilepsy attack or, or something coming along and you could pull aside, pull over. Is it? Is it not like that? Yeah, that's a, that's the a scary thing about the epilepsy stuff. Um, everyone is different and there's... there's over about 30 or 40 different varieties or types of um, seizures or even minor blackouts or, you know, they're called the absent seizures where you you could just um, switch off mm. for a couple of seconds. Um, that's probably been the hardest thing with my um, form of epilepsy. I, I don't know when they're coming. I don't, you know, because I know a few people myself with it and they can feel when they're 
think they're going to have a seizure, so they'll go lay down and put himself in a safe place um, and all those sort of things. But, yeah, unfortunately with mine, um, I've never actually known when I'm going to have one. And a lot of the times I've had mine in my sleep, so that allowed me to continue doing the everyday stuff, um, like driving, mm. um, you know, playing footy uh, and all those sort of things because I'd, I'd only ever had them in my sleep. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I wish I could tell when I was coming on because then nothing like this would ever happen. So, um, unfortunately, that's not the case with mine. And so, you know, um, hopefully that's, you know, one and mm. it's never happened before. Um, so, uh, it's, hopefully it's something that's, uh, you know, just a bit of a scare and gets me back on the straight and narrow, mm. um, looking after my body and eating. And, um, yeah, hopefully um, yeah, we'll go forward from here. Well, obviously, you've got a big couple of days ahead doing tests and all that sort of stuff, but best of luck, Raph, I'm sure, Robbie. Cheers, uh, yeah. Yeah, reiterate those sentiments. Uh, Robbie, the Hale combination and the NTFL commentary team, mm. uh, your old man, Damien Hale, who's done a lot for Territory Football, he's coached, he's played, he's pretty much done everything. Calling the game with your old man, how was that? Because before <coughs> I ask any questions, I know yeah. that... You think that you're the the expert in this combination here? It was like, gee, I hope I hope my old man doesn't weigh me down a little bit here. But yeah, did, no. did he let you get a saying? Yeah, no, he was very good. I think that's the it problem. With, good. Yeah, but I think the problem with commentary stuff is that you don't have that chemistry with the nah. person. You don't know what you're saying. You want to step on their toes. But we we're pretty good, and we just let everything fly a bit. I was, I was expecting a phone call from you know from um, Tara from the <laughs> saying, "Yeah, look, it was a probably not going to go with you guys for a while." <laughs> some of the yeah, but we we just threw out some old footy terminology and. Dad was, you know, getting up and about a few times and it was actually, yeah, quite good. I don't mind it, though, because it gives us that vibe of, like, you know, most people watching the live stream, realistically, they're with a few mates having a few beers around the lounge room. They don't yeah. care about crisp channel, you know, like a, yeah. a proper production quality and that sort of stuff. They just want to hear two blokes ch- chatting footy, and I thought you two did yeah. a great job. Uh, thoughts on the game really quickly? Obviously, we'll analyse it, but a couple of um, thoughts on the game. Yeah, I think Nycliffe flexed their muscle thing. I just, I just keep saying it, that people wrote them off. I never wrote them off, and... They've got, you know, seven or eight very solid fly-ins, and they're, they're, they're a top three lock now. Mm. If they finish on top, geez, you're gonna they're going to be in a grand final if they finish on top. Two chances to win. I don't, they don't go out straight sets like last year. During the week, we found out that Alwyn Jr. and Jaden Davey have officially nominated Essendon and can be taken under the father and son rule. That's very exciting news for Bombers fans, isn't it, Raph? Yeah, definitely. Definitely exciting news for the Davey family um, and all of the territory. Mm. Um, especially the Magpie supporters up here. Um, they have had much to cheer about the last few years, so good mm. to see those two boys and to be able to get to the same footy club as a brother um, and maybe possibly go Have we had any brother combinations since you and uh, Xavier? From Not the that NT? I know of. Um, no. So, you know, I was, it was just luck that I ended up at St Kilda mm. and got to play with my brother and it's probably the best thing ever. Um, so for them to be able to nominate and say they want that opportunity, it's um, it's going to be exciting to see, especially if Bombers do take them up. And um, I definitely think they will. Uh, yeah, why for sure. You? <laughs> You'd be silly not to. Um, they should take Anthony Munkara yeah, too, if, yeah, if they can take, sit take past 40. Mm. boys and, um, you know... Robbie Hale will be jumping out of his skin. <laughs> That's it. Hey, Rob, I want your opinion on that. Did you rate the Davy boys? Are you happy that they will join your team, your beloved Bombers? Yeah, I think Essendon have always been the leader, like a leader in like Indigenous sort of players and that sort of stuff, and we have dropped off in that area. Only having Waller there, and, and now we've got, we all have Wanganeen as well, but having those boys come in and some, you know, Darwin mob as well. Um, you know, you see Richmond and Port Adelaide, and those sides have a lot of Indigenous boys, and Having the dream time game, I think you do need, you know, as long as it fits the right fit. So, I'm happy with it. 
Definitely. Hey, things are getting very, very interesting in the NTFL at the moment. We have some great guests lined up. We have Shannon Rioli, we have Ryan Wharf. We have Ben Long, who will talk about his trade to the Gold Coast Suns. That's very exciting. But Gary Ablett is not too far away. He's a couple of weeks away from making his debut for Palmerston. We were talking in the, the prestigious pre-show meeting uh, about how big do you think the crowd will be? So I was interested in your thoughts. What, what, what's the, give us a number, Robbie. I'll go with 6,000. I'm going to go 6,000. I'm going to go with 7,500. Raph? Yeah, it'd be around that mark. I think, um, like I said, the Magpies are getting a good following at the mm. moment, and um, especially if they have a home game out there, I think you get pretty much all of Palmerston down the road. Well, I think it's a standalone Friday night one at TIO. Am I correct, Robbie? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've they've really built it up, Raph. It's there not like go. out at yeah out at Kazali's. They're like, look, we'll dedicate a whole night to it, and, and I got no doubt that it'll be. Well, I think um, just going by the. The advertising and what's going on. I think everyone in Darwin definitely knows exactly right. So yeah. the NT News and everyone alike, the AFLNT. So for them not to have six thousand upwards, um, mm. yeah, it, it'll be a failure. And also, Clark, I think some of the night games out of Palmerston have been pretty bad this year. Like yeah, the Wanderers game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to have that game at the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's my favourite part about those games at Kazali. Yeah. Is that that DJ going on? Yeah. Hey. Uh, we had another debate too. Who would draw a bigger crowd? Like Gazley is probably my favourite footballer of all time. or definitely right up there. Easily in the top handful of players to ever play the game. Mm. But Robbie and I both reached a consensus and said, we think that if Buddy Franklin come up, it would probably trump him. But we, we sort of, we weren't too sure. That's what we sort of thought. Raph, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's a hard one. I think those big goal kicking forwards, especially your bloke is you know, second or almost third in the all-time goal kicking, um, you know, you're probably mm. never going to see another person achieve those those sort of stats. Um, you look at the, the crowds Favola bring, um, mm. but Favola, again, he's the personality yeah. as well um, that comes with it. But, yeah, I think Buddy, I think he was more known, I reckon, especially to younger kids. Uh, and, and with him still playing, um, everyone wants to be full forward and kick goals. So mm. I think Buddy would definitely draw more. Just the name itself, um, I think. <laughs> well, that's what I said to Rob. I said the fact that he's a key forward. There's just something about that big key yeah, forward that's definitely. more interesting than a midfielder running around. But yeah, spe- speaking of that, will Ablett start in the guts or up forward, Raph? I think, uh, yeah, it all depends. I, I did just throw him on the ball and let him have a run around and get a feel for it. Um, He's 40 touches. Yeah, so, yeah, the more he gets the ball in his hands, the, the more the crowd's going to cheer, I guess. So um, I'm not sure who they're playing that weekend. St. Mary's. Playing St. Mary's. Yeah. So, yeah, whether Chopper puts a hard tag on him. <laughs> Karen Parnell might have his work cut out for him. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, you're going to have Matty, the likes of Matty yeah. Stokes running around as well. And you look at the other players in that team at, at the moment, you know, you've got Eddie Betts and... Farco. Um, yeah, Hams. Marco, those blokes. So you could put Gary Ablett half forward and just let him roam around and do what he wants. And, you know, I think you'd, you'd, you won't really need a game plan that night. They're looking pretty good early, Palmerston. Hey, 200 games for Banks Football Club legend Will Johnson. He has been absolutely outstanding at Division 1 or Premier League reserves level. Three premierships, three Mitch Lee medals, which is for the best and fairest in the comp. That's a career that anyone can be proud of, Rob. Yeah, no, it's, it takes a lot of effort as well to be consistently playing for, you know, what's that, probably 10, oh, 15, 20 years, you know, yeah. consistently turning up for your training sessions, a banged-up body recovering. And the amount of work that he's done off the field too for that club. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it, is, it does take a lot of stress out of your life and uh, to get to that milestone is a great achievement for, for the Barrow there. 
Just a really quick one before we throw to a break, Robbie. You called the Waratah Nycliffe game. Garrett McDonough, a former Essendon player, made his debut, kicked a couple of goals, and I thought he looked pretty good. Mm. What, were your, what was your take on his first game? Yeah, no, I thought he looked good running off half-back. Um, but that long pretty kick. well, yeah. We, we didn't get his name right, McDonough. <laughs> his sister actually came over at half-time and told us what it was. So, um, What were you saying? McDonagh. Or something. Oh, so like, you yeah. didn't see the GH is silent. Come yeah, on. so like, I, I just yeah. So she got McDonough got it, and then Dad made a joke about it, and they were standing right there. I thought she was going to come over again, but no, nah, it was all good. But yeah, he ran off well. But they got a few good run off defenders, and I thought yeah, they, a lot of them just didn't get back and help O'Dwyer enough. Robbie, plenty more to come. We have the good, bad, the ugly. We have the SEN Top End 10 back and, of course, a host of guests, which we mentioned earlier. SEN Fridays at the Top End, thanks to 16.11am. Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. Welcome back to SEN Fridays at the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. We will love your listing. Robbie, last week we started a new segment, the good, the bad, the ugly. Pretty controversial, and you, you had a decent crack. I thought the uh, the concussion stuff was a really interesting point that you raised last week, but yeah, let's go this <laughs> let's go this week with our good bad ugly. I'm going to go first with the good, the Tiwi Bombers. Great to yep. see the club finally break through for its first win in 988 days. Great scenes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great win. Um, I tipped them, so cool well to me. Yep. Um, yeah, but it was a great win for the boys um, over there on the island. They're going to be tough to beat. They've got Southern Districts mm. over there. They've got St. Mary's. I've got them beating Districts over there at this stage. They're forming a pretty good side too. Yeah, they're forming a good side. And I've got some intel that Darley's actually going to be a local, which is a massive get. It's so a massive, massive he can, he get. He can play. He can play, yes. Yep. Mm. Uh, you're good? My good was Palmerston, so they were your bad last week, Clarkie, mm, but thanks, that was for their start. They started well. Mm-hmm. They got the win. They were undermanned, um, so tough conditions. It was a good game to put you to sleep watching it, but they got the four points, and that's all that matters, really. That's what I'd be taking from it. I actually wrote a very similar note for my bad. I was going to just put that game as the bad, <laughs> yeah. but I put Wanderers kicking only three goals. I think on paper, they have a much better team than than what they're producing so far, and they really need yeah. to get a bit of a move on. But yeah, they looked really lackluster last Friday night, and, and as I said, the game itself, just, gee, what a bore fest. Anyway, yep. your bad? Uh, my bad is probably the Crocs, but mm. that's not too much block on the Crocs. It's more myself for overestimating them. You I had think. high expectations, I had you? high expectations. Um, I'm probably going to lose a green back now, um, putting 100 <laughs> on them. But, so it's, it's tragic for me. But, yeah, so like, I just... Bad. Yeah, it's definitely bad. Yeah, so I, they're probably a four to six side right now. I've got no confidence for them for third. Raph, were you surprised at Saints' win last week? Yeah, I, I guess I was. Um, but then again, uh, with us training separate from the seniors, I didn't know we had those... Uh, Coming, those boys coming in mm. like your Lockies, yeah, mm. Grenfell. So you know they're they're bloody big name players for mm. for the club, and you know that also helped Calder. So. I was going to say that it, yeah. Lockyer and Grenfell just really helped Calder yeah. find that space and, and kick five. Give them better space. They they can happily kick five goals on you pretty quickly mm. as well. Lockyer, he's one of the hardest matchups with his leaping and his pace. So um, that was good to see. Um, and yeah, that that was probably my good, but also the Tiwi Bombers, like you mentioned, mm. um, you know, awesome for the the Tiwi community in itself, and mm. you know, to give them a bit of hope going forward, you know, the, the side they're building it looks really good. Yeah, doing a great job there, Brenton Toy, and those involved, Ian Rioli. My ugly is the headbutting incident, and <laughs> look, just quietly, I think they could probably. <laughs> I don't know what to say here. I think I think we could. Yeah. There's a few headbutting incidents over the weekend, but it was the one in the yeah. women's Premier League, the one that's that's come out. And yeah, we don't like to see that stuff. 
Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, My ugly was it has been the crowd atmospheres at games. I know that clubs have wanted to do the structure different, but tending to what's happening is that players are Div 1 boys, the Premier League reserves boys, and the women are taken off. They're not watching the Prems games. Um, and it is a long day, but I think it can be managed better like trying to get your club and telling your club to do it. You go to a Waratah home game, they do put the effort in to make sure the women's and the men's stay and support each other. And I think that's what should be happening. They're having a very low sort of uh, turnout for the uh, prems. Very, very good, Rob. Plenty more to come. We have your SEN top 10 coming up very, very shortly. Shannon Rioli will be on the line very shortly. This is SEN Fridays in the top end. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. SEN Fridays at the top end, thanks to Rain and Horn, Darwin. Robbie, another segment was introduced last week, your NTFL power rankings, which we won't take too long because we do have to fly through them, but basically yep. it's not the actual ladder, it's where you think these teams are placed heading forward. Is that about right? Yeah, that's about yep. right, mate. Let's so, go through it. I've got Tiwi Bombers for nine yep. um, and Wanderers for eight. So that's Pikes low. For seven. Well, that's low. A Wanderers in the wooden spoon race, in your opinion? I think so. I think it's a battle of those three clubs. And I think Wanderers would have to be the disappointment out of that from expectations. And I've, you know, I'm, I am tipping Pints to beat Wanderers. That's why I've got Wanderers at eight and Pints at seven. Mm. So I think the top six is pretty solid. But I think those guys are all fighting out wooden spoon you, rights. Is that pretty flexible? Those bottom three spots. So let's say Wanderers win by five goals this week. Do they do they jump Pint? Yep. Yep. I'd say so, but I don't think they're better than the other sides. So you got, you know, obviously we all know the other yeah. teams. I think those are the bottom three at the moment. Who've you got at six? Uh, six is St Mary's at the moment. I still out of the finals. Yep, still out of the finals. They have jumped though from I think they were seven or eight last week. Um, so there was a good win against Districts, but looking at their draw, they've got three losses so far this year, and they're going to play Nightcliff next week. Look at the teams uh, they've lost to as well. Yep, the team like you can't get around that. So they've got to play Nightcliff twice, Waratahs again, Palmerston twice. Every side's going to be loading up against them. It's going to be really tough to win enough games to make top three now. And fifth spot? Fifth spot's Buffaloes. Um, they had the bye, so they took care of the bye. But fifth, um, you can't really move them too much. And Southern Districts, you know, so Southern Districts are going to four. Um, that, that's dropped a bit? Yeah, they've dropped a bit. Buffaloes with a good win against Palmerston could climb. Um, Palmerston are going to three, which is massive. Um, they've got enough. They're getting the wins on the board, winning the games they can. Uh, Waratahs and then Nightcliffe. Very, very good, Rob. We'd love to talk about more, but we do need to go to the news. Plenty more NTFL football. We have Shannon Rioli coming up. This is SEN Fridays in the top end. SEN Fridays at the top end, 16, 11 a.m. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. We will love your listing. A very big player transfer happened over the course of the last fortnight, and that is Shannon Rioli and Ben Rioli, St. Mary's champions, leaving the football club. Yep. Shannon, do we have you on the line? You sure do, Jacko. <laughs> hey brother, how are you? Have you caught much mate. backlash for leaving the club? Nah, the club has been really good. Um, the players, um, I let Chopper know uh, two weeks ago. I rang him after sort of confirming what Ben's movements were looking like and um, mm-hmm. spoke to Chopper and he was really good and really understanding and it, um, he was sort of happy for me in a way. And um, when I said to him, can I speak to the playing group because I wanted to make sure that I went about it the right way and so that they knew so they weren't hearing you know, rumours and mm. and what was going on because I've seen it happen in the past where players have left teams and folks don't know what's going on and sort of, you know, it doesn't, you don't, you aren't feeling too good when it happens. So, um, yeah, when I spoke to the playing group before training uh, a couple of weeks ago and um, quite a few of them were surprised. I think a handful of them knew that, you know, I was, you know, thinking about, uh, maybe going and they sort of knew that I wasn't, you know, the happiest I'd ever been and I was mm. you know, probably not, not 
in as good of a place as I have been in the past. So um, you could literally feel like the air had been sucked out of the joint when I uh, broke the news uh, to the group because some of them weren't expecting it. But um, no, they've been mm. been really good. I had a bunch of guys message me since, and um, from what I've heard, it's all been positive, and I think they know that I'd like to get back there at some point, so I'm sure they don't want to sort of burn that beach so I don't end up, you know, hating the joint and not going back. Yeah, Kaiser, it's uh, Robbie Hale here, mate. What are you looking forward to the most uh, about joining the Bombers? Uh, just that opportunity to have a bit of fun. Um, you know, play football the way that I grew up playing. That Tiwi style of football where it's, you know, it is attack, 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 and uh, you defend when you absolutely have to, which everyone knows I'm not the biggest fan of defending. Um, but yeah, a... just playing with guys like Michael Dunn, Dio Mankara, um, Adam Tippenwoody, guys that I've known for a long time. I think um, Jason Poor is working his way back to fitness. Ross Tungatallum's working his way back to fitness. Same as Aussie Wanamarian. And Brenton Toy was actually probably my first ever coach uh, with the NT School Boys team um, back in 2003. So um, pretty cool to link up back with him. And uh, been pretty impressive just watching him, you know, now that I'm a bit older and Sort of coaching is something I'm taking a bit bit more seriously. Looking forward to be able to learn off him is going to be really good um, for my career post-footy, but also just, yeah, helping out the young fellas at Tyrion and, yeah, last chance to play with my brother Ben before we both hang up the boots because we're, we're both becoming dads or Ben's about to become a dad. I've already got the dad board going on, so I don't think it's too far away. Speaking of, Ben, how is your brother travelling? He's been one of my favourite footballers to watch over the past decade. Obviously has suffered a few head knocks throughout his career, but has gone down recently into the waffle and has done some great things there. Uh, how has Ben going? He's good. He's um, was lucky enough to go down there and win a flag in his first year, which was you know, something as real as we all dream of, going to South Rio and winning a flag because of the the connection that club has with our family probably has just as much, if not more, connection to our family. Then, uh, you know, somewhere like St Mary's, is, uh, most of the uncles all played there. My brother Dean played there. Um, now Ben's gone there and won a flag. I even played a season of resis there. So that was unreal for him. Um, they got a bit of a whack in the grand final the year after against Subi. Um, but, you know, that sort of, you know, that's probably expected with the way that Subi team was. And then, I think this year they, they were sort of a bit hit and miss. They, they drew a game they should have won, which would have put them into the top three. They lost the final they should have won because the week after Ben would have went back in the seniors because I think he had a blind in the twos after he had about 28 and kicked two goals. So um, a disappointing year, but also his work. He's, um, he's had a company started, which he's... I did he's see that, yeah. ...to become the manager, yes. I think it's called Rioli Traffic Management or something. And he's working his way up there to uh, become the manager, which will be uh, massive for him and um, I think that's one of the things that's taken him away from his football commitments. He's spent, uh, especially this year, he spent a lot of time, you know, most of the week out of Bunbury, which I believe is almost two hours away from Perth. So he's missed a lot of training, which has impacted on him, hurt his confidence because he knew he wasn't doing the work he would have been had he been at the club and his form dipped a bit and yeah, he had a few injuries. I think he hurt his ankle really badly a couple of years ago, which uh, set him back. And then he's sort of playing catch-up ever since then. And now he's got the baby on the way, which is exciting. So I think, yeah, he's he's pretty settled down there. And the lucky fella told me a few weeks ago that they were um, house hunting with his father-in-law. So um, I think they're pretty settled down there. Oh, nice to hear. Shannon, how many games do you intend to play for the Bombers this year? And do you intend to play against St Mary's? Uh, initially, my thought was maybe just play the five so I don't go over the uh, the, the points 
limit. So next year, if I do want to return back to St Mary's, I can do that as a zero pointer. And I yep. spoke to uh, Anthony Blazer about that. I spoke to Brenton about that, and I spoke to my brother Dean, who was the president. And when I was talking to people, telling them of the news, I sort of said, "That's you know, that's what I'm thinking at this stage." But we'll see how the body holds up. And um, with the competition being so close, up for Brenton said, "He said, don't rule anything out." And, we're happy for you to play the five games if you just want to do that and come over for the year and um, we'll see how things plan out. But um, they're sort of getting a decent squad together now, the Bombers. And uh, you look at the competition, I think the team that's winning the comps only on 14 points and Bombers are only on only sort of 10 points behind that. So um, he said, look, if we push for finals, you'll probably get itchy and you want to have a run. So I said, yeah, most likely. So um, the plan was five initially, but who knows once, and that's what Ben said, who knows what, what happens once we get there, we might love it and have the best time of our lives and we'll just sit there and we'll end up staying there and not going back to Saints, which is, he said he was worried about it, but, you know, not that he was worried, but he thought, oh, geez, I might love it too much and I might not want to go back to Saints. But, um, so that's sort of the thinking at this stage is five games and maybe go back to Saints next year or if I do go over the five games, I'll just, yeah, play as much as I can after that. But, um, yeah, and St Mary's is, is one I... Looked at, I don't know if you see my daughter having a tantrum in the, in the lounge room. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I reckon I'll play the game against Saints. It'll be over on TV as well, which will be the first time in about three or four years yep. that Saints have gone over there. And um, it, I've been telling people I want to experience what it's like to be a, a an opposition player against St. Mary's because I remember always asking Thunder players, Dean Staunton and um, Willie Farinay Bankers at Thunder, what's it like to play against Saints, especially the the great teams we had um, in the past sort of, you know, five to ten years that Ricky coached and, and Jason Cotter and people like that. And I think Raf was a part of those teams. And you had the Isla brothers and my brother Ben and the Long Boys and Cammy Noodles, Iggy Boof, Johnny Ang. No, I was watching you from the reserves channel and I was, I was there. <laughs> yeah. And yourself, Jacko, you were there as well. You got a few games in. <laughs> I was running water. Shannon, how you going, brother? Hey, Raph, how are you, Russ? Yeah, good, good. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. Um, your role with Tiwi Bombers, I know you, you you sort of stepped back from that leadership captaincy role, which me and you both shared at St. Mary's. Are you going to go over and try to be more of a leader or more just take a back seat and enjoy your footy? Um, or are you going to help it where you can with your leadership and, you know, help the younger guys um, maybe fast-track some of their, their leadership skills, the younger guys coming through over there? No, I'll... Um Initially, I'll probably take that back seat, but I'm, I'm really keen to play a leadership role and assist guys in their development. And um, that was sort of something I spoke to Dean about as well. I said, I'd love to do some coaching. You know, maybe if a week, you know, I'm 31 now, I'm not 21. So I'll, no doubt I'll have games where I'll, I'll have to miss out. So to manage your body. And um, I said to Dean, my brother, who was president at the time and is still involved in the club, I said, I'd like to do some coaching and, and help out in that space and also help with my own personal development. But then... Um, yeah, I'd like to play a leadership role, and I, I like these days now. It's not something that I sort of force. I have to force too much. It's just something that comes naturally. Like if I see something, I'll speak up, and it's something I've really worked on. Um, you know, captain or not, I've always sort of tried to speak purely from an educational view to help people. You know, see the game better and, and help develop their game. And if there's something, especially with these TV boys who. There aren't as many boys coming out of NTFL clubs like when Tiwi Bombers first started. There was a lot of boys at school in Darwin playing NTFL at St Mary's or Palmerston or Buffalo's and then 
as they got older, they went back to Bombers, so they don't have that exposure to uh, a more structured style of footy. So if I can help them no. you know, get their heads around that and, um, yeah, you know, like I said in the paper, get them onto state league clubs, not just good NTFL players, because they certainly all have the potential to go further with their footy if they have that support and knowledge. Very good, mate. Big game this weekend. Shannon, that's all we have time for. But thanks very much for joining us this morning and best of luck for this weekend. Thanks, Kashi. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. This is SEN Fridays in the top end. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. SEN Fridays at the top end, 16, 11am. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. Robbie, a very interesting round of football last weekend. Perhaps the headline result of the round was the Bombers 12-13-85, defeating Pint 10-10-70. What were your thoughts on that game? Yeah, no, I thought it was a very good uh, win for the Tiwi Bombers. I did, you know, obviously I tipped them and that, but they actually went out and got the job done and led from the front from Daly and Bernal. And, uh, How good have they been? They've been outstanding. Obviously, Daly's only played the two games, so he misses out in our power rankings, but they stand out midfielders and they killed Pints mm. last week. To expect that on the weekend. Harley Bennell, and that's someone who we will talk about later in the SEN Top 10. Bit of a spoiler, mm. bit of a preview. But he has been phenomenal, hasn't he? I mean, when Bennell was recruited, there was a lot of talk about how he would go um, and, and a lot of anticipation. And he's definitely exceeded those expectations, hasn't he? Yeah, no, he definitely has. Um, cont- like, he plays forward, plays mid, goes back, takes kickouts. He's a real team. Like, he's really doing a lot for that club. But... With the loss of, obviously, Pints, are you concerned, Clarkie, with Pints and their ability to deal with pace? Definitely. I yeah. think that they look like a typical Division One team. Uh, they have a lot of quality footballers, but a lot of their players uh, look to be interstate players or those who are originally from interstate. They're probably based up in Darwin now. But when you don't have those local territory footballers, uh, that speed can kill you. Tiwi Bombers can sometimes put a team out that's not quite as talented as their opposition, but through the way they play in the hot, Darwin Heat, tapping the ball forward, making a fast style of game. Mm. I really worry about Point whenever they come up against Tiwi. So that's how I see it. Raf? Yeah, definitely. Especially with that heat. Um, you know, it's definitely been a mm. hot a couple of weeks. And, and it's hot on the islands past. too. Yeah, it's been mm. a heat wave. And um, I think for any team to travel to Tiwi, mm. um, you know, I don't think the Pine guys would ever have to travel too Never. far before. So, you know, whether it went by ferry or by plane, it, that'll be a new experience mm. for them in itself. So, that was always going to be an issue. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the possibility of seasickness or even getting sick in the... In it's a bit the less area. fun than the Jabiru trip that they're used to. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, but they did. Yeah, they have been... Go- they have to go on the ferry now, apparently, because so, of a shortage yeah, of pilots. It's, it's, Mate, have um, you been on that ferry? Yeah, no. so that's a scary one. So I've never had to be on that ferry. But yeah. <laughs> so I, I played on the ferry on. against... For, for Buffaloes against Southern... No, Southern Districts. Against Southern Tiwi, Districts. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had an away Expedition. game. <laughs> <laughs> no, against the Tiwi uh, Bombers. And... Mate, we got to the ground 30 minutes before it was supposed to start. Yeah. Five of their players, or four of the players were seasick. I was off. I was hanging off the side of the boat for about the last hour spewing up. Mm. Our warm-up, when everyone was doing the normal warm-up, I was like in a corner in, like a, in the shade, just eating lollies, trying to get like f- fuel and nutrition back into my body. We gave up six goals, and we were a way better team. We were probably supposed to win by 10 goals. Mm. We gave up six goals in the first eight minutes, yep. and then ended up turning it around, winning by about 55 or so. But don't underestimate how... 
concerning it is and how much of a lack of preparation could hurt these teams that go across. So do you expect to see Tiwi win some more games on the islands? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a... You go through the NTFL tipping page, NTFL guys, can you please update it? It's taken a while. <laughs> haven't even updated from last week. But anyway, um, I've gone through. I reckon like they could beat districts over there next week yeah. with a lot of Southerners. Yeah, they've got to get like, on the ferry. Especially with that they've got together. Yeah, with the list. And they're going to be very strong at home. And St. Mary's have to go over there and play them in four weeks. So they've got some good sides are going to play. And Brent and Toy will be seeing them as winnable games. We adjust the rate, the uh, the expectations on Tiwi a little bit, don't we? Because mm. I, I don't know about you, but look, I'm going to be honest. I thought that if Tiwi win a game this year, it would be a season. Um, I might even go further and say if they play out the season and survive, it would be a successful season, given the concerns over the last two years. Uh, not just on the field, but obviously it's a financial commitment, keeping a team like the Bombers in the competition. Um, and with all the COVID stuff wreaking havoc, obviously that's gone now, but, but that caused a lot of concerns over on the islands for the last couple of years. They, were, they went away from the competition for six months because of that. Do we think, Tiwi, I think finals radar might be a bit of a stretch, but can they win their four, five, six games this year, Rob? Yep, four, five, six is where I've got them. They are talking finals, which is, you know, you, you want, everyone wants to play footy for finals, but it's going to be too tough to win too many games. You've got to beat too many good sides. Um, over on the islands, they should, you know, be really tough to beat over there, though. Yeah, I think just with the base they've got, uh, I think they need to build that younger core group up mm. um, for another two or three years before they start looking finals. But to get a win puts excitement back in the group mm. and gets everyone back on board and everyone wants to buy back in. So you hear, like Shannon mentioned, Tunga Talums, the one of oh, yeah. It's like you get those guys mm. fit and playing a couple of games here and there. You never know. So you definitely see them winning their four or five games now. Well, I have to sign out. I've got to teach a bunch of year threes at the moment, but this is a huge show. We started on fire and there's so much coming up. The SCN Top 10. We've got Ryan Waugh from Palmerston. We've got Benny Long to talk about his big trade. We've got all the we've got the three other games that were played last week and all the preview of this upcoming round of football. This is SEN Fridays at the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. We will love your listing. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am, welcome to Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark and Raf Clark for Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the Top, ten, uh, top End, 16.11am, Rain and Horn Darwin, find a place to write your next chapter. Raf, some big results, Palmerston getting up over Wanderers. Great win for the Magpies, under man, no Guthrie or Betts, winning games at home and bank the four points. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think I'm just going by your comments earlier, mate. It was a bit of a dead rubber, um, pretty mm. boring game. But, yeah, Palmerston just keep building and it shows that the, their squad is actually getting stronger if they can win without those um, players like your Betts and Tops. So yeah. that's good to see for the Palmerston uh, faithful and the, the, the crowd they get down there. Yeah, like we said also, it puts Wanderers in that bottom three yeah, race, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes you sort of scratch your head about the Wanderers and yep. um, whether they were expecting things to happen with the, you know, the likes of Stephen Motlop joining him and the, the wins were going to come, um, mm. whether they just thought it was going to be a lot easier than, um, and have cut themselves a bit short there. So yeah, hopefully they pull their finger out and get moving because we'd like to see Wanderers back up the top. Yeah, they do have a big following as well, big crowd. Nycliffe beat Tars at home. Um, I was expecting this, but Nycliffe would, you know, definitely flex their muscles. Top three lock for mine now. Tars are a tad disappointing, I thought, in in patches. Um, they got some good half-backs that run off and create, but they just left O'Dwyer one out, and O'Dwyer just got the bar- got a bath from Mel- uh, from Butcher kicking the seven goals on him. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, they've got a lot of running, attacking defenders, but I don't mm. think there's a lot that like to sag and help and be that third man yeah. across, and, um, which is, you know, 
with the likes of Butcher and those key forwards, you, you definitely need at least one to help out um, and, mm. you know, always leave his man early and, and, and commit to that contest. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise, you know, after Nycliffe losing a few players and, um, you know, at the end of the season, we th- we thought I thought Nycliffe were going to struggle this year. But, yeah. um, you know, to their credit, they've been able to keep a great bunch there and um, looks like they're going to be back in that premiership contender. Yeah, I, I had them still top three, but I didn't think they'd be minor premiers and I've sort of got a minor premiers at the moment. Um, also, Jaden Magro sort of needs to fire against the top sides. Was When I coached last year, a few people said to me that they thought he was a bit of a flat-track bully yeah. where he took advantage of the bottom sides. Yeah. And on the weekend, Nathan Brown held him in his pocket. Nathan Brown's only played the first half and Brownie's best football is behind him, but he killed him. And whenever Wiz Parnell goes to him, he doesn't get a kick. Last year's grand yeah. final, he had five touches. It's definitely yeah. an aspect Magro needs to develop in his game. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, especially when you're, you're, you're named as a big-name player and, um, mm. you know, you're one of your key recruits, you, you expect him to kick your five or at least three goals against the tougher teams or even have an impact on the scoreboard. So it would be, yep. be interesting to see where he goes from here. Yeah, he needs the fire. St. Mary's versus Crocs. Uh, that was a good win from St. Mary's. I didn't write them off, but it was the only game I tipped on the weekend that I lost. But I did say Saints had a strong side in. Um you know, how are you thinking about Saints? Do you reckon they can make the top three now? Yeah, well, I think if they keep those guys um, playing that we've got in on the weekend, your Lockie is, your Benel, your oh, um, big uh, Brent Grenfell, so yeah, Grenfell, yeah. <laughs> so those those key forwards and big bodies that um, you know have to have the respect of someone playing on them and giving them the time obviously frees up Calder, and we mentioned that earlier. Um, they've yeah. definitely got a couple of extra, like Fowler had his um, thirty odd touches as well and kicked a couple of goals, so. Just yeah, an extra a, midfield yeah. to help Paredes and Lant. Um, you know, hopefully they're building and keep that list together and you never know, the Saints could mm. end up back in that top three or four. Yeah, for people at home listening, Sam Fowler, I think he was number 40 maybe. I don't have the um, player HQ in front of me for that game. But yeah, he's a Collingwood VFL listed player um, previously. I'm not too sure if he's still there. Definitely a player for people at home to go and watch because he can move. Um, I've got St. Mary's, yeah, maybe four to five now. They win next week against Nycliffe. They're really in that top three race. So, guys, after the break, we're going to have Bren Long on the radio, which would be great, hearing about his move to the Suns. SEN Fridays at the top end, 16.11 a.m. Rain and Horn Darwin, we love, we will love your listing. Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the top end, 16.11 a.m. Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got the man of the moment, Ben Long online. Ben, are you there, mate? Hey, how you going? Yeah, good, mate. You're here with Robbie Hale and Raf Clark. Tell us, mate, how's the move been uh, to the Gold Coast Suns and just some of the reasoning behind your decision to request a trade from St Kilda to the Suns? Yeah, no, um, the move's been good. Uh, just got back from Melbourne, um, back in down at the moment. So, packed up my house and uh, moved all my uh, stuff up to Queensland and um, just spending some time with some, some, some of the family here before heading up. Yep. Uh, I guess some of the reason behind moving, I'd, I guess... Um, Going out of contract and bit of um, bit of bit of the management side of things, I guess, um, from the club. But um, you know, I met with Gold Coast a few times and um, the great people there, and um, yeah, looking forward to the opportunity um, to play for playing uh, with the Gold Coast. So. Yeah, that's great, mate. Um, what role do you reckon you're going to be playing with the Suns? Um, got a role down uh, down back for me, so I'll be playing. Um, in defence, um, yeah. So looking looking forward to that. Do you prefer to play there? Every time I've watched you, mate, you look a lot better playing half back. You had that good year two or three years ago. 
as an intercept defender. Um, is that sort of where you prefer to play? Because I know St Kilda are playing as that small forward. Yeah, I guess growing up um, through playing through St Mary's and um, going through the NT champs, always played defence. And um, personally, I probably love love playing playing in the back line. I reckon I'll play, probably get the best out of myself um, playing playing defence. But um, yeah, I reckon I'll probably um, rather be playing playing in the back line. But don't mind going forward and um, trying to kick a few goals, but um, yeah, pre- pre- predominantly um, like playing in defence. So um, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, it's always good to get forward and kick a few sausage rolls. What was uh, what was your <laughs> thoughts on the Brett Ratton stuff? Did you see this? Might yeah, might be get you by surprise this question. But what was your thoughts on the Brett Ratton sacking? Did you have um? Were you very like how surprised were you with that decision? Uh, I was quite. I was overseas at, uh, at the time and. Um, Sort of popped up on social media, um, and just seen, obviously, the class St Kilda um, got rid of rats, and um, yeah, it was quite, quite. Um, yeah, you know, a hey, a Betty, shock, uh, Brett, Rafi, mate. Um, yeah, with I that decision with Brett Ratton and uh, Rossi Lyon, would that maybe have changed your decision and leaving uh, if you had someone like Rossi Lyon join and you knew it was going to happen? Um, potentially, I guess if 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 I knew. Like well before they were actually, um, he was gonna become the coach because um, even speaking to to Hilly and that, or I guess anyone that no one really knew um, if Ross was coming on um, beforehand. But yeah, I guess it's pretty pretty cutthroat. Um, the Rats signed on for a few years, and um, you know they had a, the club had a big review, and um, suddenly uh, they made a few changes, which is uh, I guess footy footy business. Um, these days, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not too sure. It either. was, yeah. I think it, yeah. even like I think everyone involved, and even Saint supporters, and obviously I've still got a bit of a soft side for the Saint Saint Kilda, and um, that was a bit of a yeah. shock, you know, to sign someone up for a couple of extra years and then tap him on the shoulder and say, "Nah, mate, we've um, changed our minds." But mate, I it might. My personal opinion, I would have loved to see you under Rossi Lyon because, like, at the, I think, yeah, one of the reasons probably why you were up and left as well is that uncertainty of where you were playing or where, if you were playing every week and you need that consistency, I believe. And um, yep. I think that's what the best thing Rossi Lyon would have um, given. And he, he doesn't, definitely doesn't muck around. He tells you what he wants out of you and gives you your role. And if you do it, you're playing every week. And I would have loved to have seen you under, under Rossi Lyon. So, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But... Um, looking forward to seeing you run around and especially off the half back every week, mate. So, um, yeah, um, uh, what do you reckon? Are you going to enjoy those couple of home games next year in, in front of your home crowd? Yeah, that was, that was probably one of the factors as well. Just something to look forward to. I guess a couple, couple of the um, home games that Gold Coast got is playing up and down. So, um, you know, potentially to, to play, up, play up and down, that would be, be awesome. I guess to play in front of friends and family in the NT, so that's good. Yeah, what what's sort of been the aspirations, Benny, for the team at, uh, for the Suns now? I think they're entering that period where people are expecting them to sort of be a finals contender, and with that sort of developing local group, that core group of young players that have stayed there. What's what's been the expectations and how in the preseason? Yeah, I think last well, the season gone. I think Gold Coast had their most wins um, ever. Um, in the years they've been in the AFL, so um, and I, I guess we're not, we finished at the Saints. We I think they're only like maybe a game behind, and um, 
you know, I guess through the season, there might have been only one, two games that um, they gave up, but, you know, that should have won. But um, yeah, I think, it, from my end, Percy, I'll be looking forward to, um, you know, cracking down at the Suns and, um, you know, helping them, helping the Suns get to finals, which is um, something, look, something to look forward to um, from, from our end. So um, that's, that's the thing we'll um, be pushing for, I think, as a club. You've almost um, almost stole me uh, question out of me. Um, your next question there, Benny. Um, I was about to ask. Yeah, well, what were you looking forward to then? Whether uh, having your impact or your aspirations personally, um, your goals with joining the Suns. You, you know, do you see yourself playing every every week? Oh, that's what everyone wants. Um, you know, yeah. You know, best and fairest, yeah, all Australian. Um, what are you? What are you putting yeah. it? Put it down to. You? <laughs> well, those uh, those goals are bloody. They're there definitely, but um, you know. Probably get down to the club and cracking into pre-season and looking forward to pushing to play every week. But um, one of the main ones is getting the club to play finals. I, I just feel like um, that gives me a lift and makes me, um, you know, wanting to do more, um, especially for Gold Coast, who, who obviously haven't played finals yet. And, um, you know, to be a part of that, that would be um, something special, um, personally, I think. Yeah, Benny, you know, like me as well, mate. Like, for for the blokes out there that are f- fanatic fantasy coaches, like myself, mate, um, who's been training the house down at the moment? Just some tips. Who's been training the house down? Uh, yeah, how's my boy Tookie going? Tookie? Uh, he's still over in the States, I think, at the moment. Across bars with him uh, <laughs> when I was over there, him, him and his father. But I'm sure I'm sure he's, he's cracking. Yeah, he's probably... One of the best runners in the AFL, so wouldn't go wouldn't go past mm-hmm. Tukey, but um, I'd say Marbio Marbio Chol, he'd be he'd be one he'd be one to watch, I reckon. Um, yeah, he's been training pretty hard. I think another one, Benny. Would you? I think you'd just be getting excited, or you know, looking forward to playing with those other NTFL boys, those local Darwin boys as well. Um, would that be something that you'd you're uh, sort of keen on? You know, getting in the same team with them and yeah, playing those home games together—I I would have loved that opportunity, mate. So I'm, I'm guessing yeah. you'd, you'd be excited for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess um, signing with the club and um, coming to the club. I you guess, are so. One of the things is yeah. One of the things were, um, you know, that made me probably a bit more comfortable was knowing a few of the Darn boys, NT boys that are, that are at the club. So. I guess the, the process of um, settling in and that will be probably much easier. Uh, knowing knowing a few few of the Darn boys that are already at the club and um, looking forward to playing footy with them, which would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, and another one, mate, off off bit off the footy topic. Uh, you one of the best fishermen going around from all reports, and I've seen it <laughs> firsthand at times. But what's your best catch of the off season? Is it, was it up here in the harbour or was it overseas on your holidays, mate? <laughs> Uh, a bit of both, no. Uh, no, I come up in <laughs> September for, for, going, for going across. I uh, went to the island and spent a couple of days there with, with my dad and um, some of the family. Um, yeah, caught a few big snapper and, um, yeah, it was, it was a good trip. But back in down now, a bit, bit of shooting. Um, we'll try to get back over the island as well and catch a few more fish, I reckon. Awesome. Have you been following how Saints are going, St. Mary's? Uh, briefly. Um, 
I guess I think they've only had was it round five, a couple of wins. Yeah, I think it was two wins so far. Two yeah, two and three. No, I think yeah, yeah, two and three. Yeah, that's right. I've been going to um, training yep. sessions with them and that, but um, haven't been keeping on top. On top, but I'm sure um, I'm sure we'll get get more wins on the board. Um, hopefully this week and the weeks beyond. Yeah, when, yeah, Benny, um, when are you looking at coming back? Because um, over the Christmas break, I spoke to the manager at Maybury, and they're running at a bit of a loss at the moment. <laughs> looking forward to seeing Ben Long there on the D floor. What day are you getting back, mate? Oh, I've got no date at the moment, but um, I'm sure you wouldn't. I'm sure you wouldn't see me uh, rolling in the Mayberry. Back <laughs> All right, Benny. No worries, brother. All good, mate. We'll uh, talk to you later, mate. And good luck with the uh, preseason with the Suns, and hopefully fit and ready for round one, All mate. All the best, Benny. Cheers, brother. Thank you. Thanks that was Ben me. Long, guys. Yep, that was Benny Long there, the great man, uh, the back flanker now for the uh, Gold Coast Suns. You're listening to SEN Fridays at the top end, 16, 11am. Rain and Horn Darwin, we will love your listing. Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the top end, 16, 11am. Rain and Horn Darwin, find a place to write your next chapter. Raf's rage. Time for the rage. Raffy, I've just had a look at the uh, some of the stuff on Play HQ there. Uh, the four-team strong un- uh, Div-, Div 2, mate. How's that going, mate? <laughs> yeah, mate, it's uh, it's not ideal. Um, yeah, for all those out there listening who probably are playing Div 2, um, you know, probably think uh, St. Mary boys are cheating and want to stack our side, but we've... We've actually been asking that we go to Div 1 since the season started, yeah. um, and now it's dropped down to a four-team comp. I uh, just don't think it's looking good going forward uh, with AFL and T need to um, yeah, sort something out because a four-team comp in any grade or division is not ideal, mate. And um, mm. you know We've already beaten the other three teams quite comfortably, and we haven't had our best sides in yet, so... Yeah, it's, uh, I'd like the AFLNT to get back to us at least um, in, yeah. in terms of pushing us up maybe to Div 1. Um, you know, and I, I know that's going to be make it even worse for a three-team comp, but it's something that def- definitely needs to be looked at, mate. And um, especially most of those teams are playing older guys, and we've got a pretty good list down there on our side. And, um, you know, I don't like to say we're, we're just beating people comfortably, but it actually is. Um, so yeah. I sort of feel sorry. And before other teams jump on board and say we're cheating and bloody just stacking our side, we're, like I said, we're trying to be pushed up to Div 1. Yeah. Um, but playing at 12 o'clock games as well, I felt sorry. For, like this weekend, we've, we actually hit the Pines guys up to play a Friday night game um, instead of a, a midday game with the heat going on. So to look after the older players as well. But that was shut down. So I don't know what's going on, mate. So that's my rage this weekend. Um, yeah. yeah, whether to sort this Div, Div 2 comp out, whether it's viable going forward or we just stack it. And once again, AFLNT bringing in a, another division six weeks out before the season uh, wasn't ideal. So that's probably led to all of this. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a, it is a weird one, you know, considering that um, you've got six six sides in the Div 1 and four in the Div 2. Yeah. Six is probably the minimum you want to have, isn't it? Like, yeah, definitely. So, like, so having four. Make it an eight-team comp maybe or, or a ten-team comp. But uh, I know Tracy Villiers and those guys will be doubling up, but um, there's got to be a better way going forward. And whether it happens in the next few weeks or... It, because I don't think anyone's going to be looking to play finals against us uh, if we keep adding uh, players that we have. We've still got the likes of Jared Isler to join our team. Labber's going to drop back down because um, he wants to have some fun and have enjoy his footy. Um, yep. So, yeah, um, that's my my uh, view for this weekend, mate. <laughs> yeah, and I was a bit short on the uh, my ugly for the weekend was the crowd atmosphere, but that stuff's going to have to... 
get better as well uh, with football clubs trying to encourage the lower grades to stick around and stay for the prems for that uh, main game. It's on so, a good note though, Rob, I think we're going to touch base now on your top 10. Uh, another yeah. update. Yeah, we can do the top 10 now. So the top 10... Uh, in at 10 now, we've got Neville Jetta, um, bringing in some really good form for the Palmerston Magpies, um, just continually high numbers, and Palmy are sitting on top of the ladder, so that's going to um, inf- in, like, impact on the top 10 a bit. And you've got uh, uh, Hams at number 9 from the Maggies, um, so another Palmerston player. If you don't play stats, you can see now how high, um, how how his disposal efficiency is really high. Yeah, he's, he's one of the best when he's got the footy in his hands, Hamsy, and um, watching him run around for Banks those last couple of seasons, it was like, um, you know, you'd be like, come on, Bust, you, you deserve to be playing Premier League. Yeah. I know he enjoyed it back there and doing what he liked at Pints, I mean Banks, but, you know, good to see him back in the Premier League and, and, and carrying on that form. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um Matt Dennis at eight. So he didn't have a massive disposal game against St. Mary's. We had the 35 hit outs. So I think that puts him back in there. Definitely one of the best tap rackmen um, the NTFL has ever seen. And, um, you know, Ryan Smith always sets himself to play against Matt, Matt Dennis. And um, Smithy doesn't like losing. And he's the one that he always um, primes himself up for. But Matty Dennis, yeah, like I said, yep. he can he can just a bit, do about anything for a big fella. Yeah, this new guy, guys. We've got a new guy entering the list. So yeah. welcome, Harley Bennell at seven. Might have heard of him before. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of AFL football background. He's doing whatever he likes at Tiwi Bombers. I think um, some sides might look to tag him or Darley moving forward now that Tiwi are a highly competitive outfit under Brenton Toy. So Brett, Harley Bennell gets seven. If, if Harley Bennell gets to some of that form he had back in his early days, I think Xavier... My brother mentioned a couple of weeks ago that he was one of the best individual performances he ever seen. Harley Bennell with the Gold Coast Suns when they beat Geelong up in the Gold Coast. He had 35 mm. touches and kicked five goals. So if he can do that against Geelong when he's up and going, um, yeah. it's scary the thought of he gets up and going up here. And at the moment, he's he's games alone. Um, you know, he's only just, yep. he's only just getting used to this top end well, actually, yeah. style. So look out. Touching on that, Raph, uh, Stephen May now, our cousin there, he he looked after me and got tickets for us to go and watch the Suns versus North Melbourne at um, Eddie Had, and the Suns were four dollars to win that day, and that Gary that had a very good side, and they yeah. beat North, beat North, but yeah. Benell had thirty five and kicked three, and he yeah. was outstanding, and that was when he was hitting that peak. That that was that peak time, form. yeah. So if yep. he gets if he gets that up and going, mate, in these next few weeks, geez, um, I feel sorry for. Yeah. Any midfielder running with him. Yep. Um, number six, Bradley Stokes. So Bradley Stokes has just held his spot, um, arguably been Buff's best player so far. Um, you know, so his ball use is pretty good. Um, sitting at six. Yeah, I think I think the best thing for uh, Bradley is that with Buffalo's having that stronger list, it allows him to sort of concentrate more on his individual efforts instead of trying to help you know and sag off and and join in and um, and whatnot. So now he can just focus on. Being that you know impact player that he normally is, and, and winning the ball and yeah. going and getting it um, instead of yeah being that well, backup and help. We had that discussion earlier where we thought the Waratah backline had three or f- probably three blokes that run off and create. Not all for run off create defenders and all that, but you do need blokes that lock down. I think he's got that now. Where he's got yeah. some players that lock down, so he Definitely. can be the one that runs off and creates and Definitely. uses that leg. Eddie bets at five. This might change because I'm not too sure when Eddie's coming back. 
Didn't play last week, so he's in danger of losing his spot, but he holds his spot at number five, Eddie Betts. Did he lose his spot as in on Paggy, Magpie's forward line or lose his spot? <laughs> <on this list? laughs> well, maybe. you have to talk to Ryan Wharf when he's up after the break here. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's an interesting one whether Eddie's, I think they've got him down listed as a local, but um, if he's missing a few weeks because he's away, does that change him to be a flying? And so that's another one we've got to touch base on these rules and exemptions that um, teams are getting, mate. So. Yeah, well, it's definitely something that we need to know because we can do a lot of research, but it'd be good if we get that information. Yep. Uh, you got Dylan Lant here, number four. So, Dill, um, we played a pretty good game on the weekend. Just goes about his business, gets gets the footy. Um, no, no going... Uh, I think he's number second in the disposals now in the league. Yeah, I think um, Dylan, I think I'd, I'd like to see him get the footy past the bloke on the man on the mark. I think he gets a lot of... Um, and Xavier, once again, being up here these past three or four weeks, he's pointed that out to me, mm. him being a, a coach in the AFL. Mm. Um, he says he, he he likes to get the handball when the man on the mark can still guard him. So, you know, if he can get the ball while he's past the man on the mark, it, it'd be a lot more impact and yeah, kicking it forward. A lot more so, carry, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a bloke that's in our top three here that does that very well as well. Definitely. Um, so you got Stephen Motlop as well. He he done, he done what, he just went about his business again on the weekend, having, you know, topped the disposals with 22 or 3 and kicked two of their three goals. So that's, um, yeah, Stephen Motlop's holding spot there. Brody Philo smashes into number two. So we're talking about a bloke that gets the footy. He's a much maligned character, Brody Philo. Yeah. But he's a bloke that gets the footy and gets it in deep. Yeah, he's, his kicking ability is unreal. And, you know, he can kick goals from 60 out. So, you know, good to see Brody finding some form. Yeah, well, jo- John Butcher getting that football. A lot of those were from Philo. That's it. Baxter Mensch, the un- un- unknown bloke. Um, he's just continuing to rack up the football. And he's number one, guys. And That's yeah, he's, awesome to see a new player and, and new to the comp that's been able to have an impact and definitely got your number one spot at the moment, Rob. Yeah, he's averaging 28, 29 disposals. It's going to be very hard to see who knocks him off. After the break here, guys, we've got Ryan Wolf, the Palmerston Junior, now senior footballer, future leader of their football club on. You'll listen to SEN Fridays at the top end, 16, 11am. Rain and Horn Darwin, we'll love your listing. Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the Top End, 16, 11 a.m. Rain and Horn Darwin, find the place to write your next chapter. Ladies and gentlemen, got the uh, young fella Ryan Worf from the Palmerston Magpies on the line. With uh, You're with Ruby Hale and Raf Clark here. Worfy, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. How are you doing? Yeah, Thank good, you, mate. Uh, great start for the Magpies, mate. Can you tell us a bit about it? Were you expecting this start? Oh, we knew we were capable of the start, but um, actually bringing it out on the field is a whole other thing, so... Yeah, no, excited for it and hopefully we can keep continuing forward. Yeah, but what has um, Josh Heath brought to the football club, mate? Oh, yeah, he's been a pretty good get for the Palmy, but um, yeah, he sort of just brought his knowledge of the game, love of the game. Can't really get him talking yep. other anything else other than the footy. So, yeah, he's good and I don't reckon we'll be in the spot we are now if it wasn't for him. Yeah, how's the professionalism that he does bring doing the pre-match stuff on the... Um, you know, on the screen and all that. How's that all going? Yeah, no, that's really good when um, we get to see a bit of clips of stuff from previous games, what he expects of us. So, yeah, sort of when he can put that stuff up on the screen, it, yeah, helps us out a fair bit. Yeah, and as, as a Palmerston junior, mate, like you've been around the football club for a long time. Has the vibe been different this year from previous years? Yeah, other seasons, yeah, sort of get down a bit, just not winning games. But, um, yeah, this season... Excitement's really up there, getting a fair few numbers. Over all grades too, not just in the Prems, but yeah, um, getting a few wins on the board early, so hopefully continue it on. 
Yeah, mate. And so you're playing in the back line at the moment. Um, how's it been down there with the blokes like Ash Hams and Neville Jetta? They've both just uh, creeped into the SEN top 10 there um, <laughs> It's for their season so far. How's it been playing under those guys and their leadership? Yeah, well, having them behind you is sort of, yeah, got a bit comfortable there. So, yeah, it's always good to have um, blokes like that around you and they, they sort of tell you what you're doing wrong, what you need to improve on, and, yeah, they really help you out. Yeah, that's good to hear, mate. Um, with this week's team, how are you looking? Who's, um, what sort of ins are coming in against the Buffaloes? Oh, we've got a fair few ins. We've got, um, we've got a few fellas back in, but, um, yeah, I reckon we'll put up a pretty good fight. Is Eddie back? Uh, no, nah, Eddie's not back. He's not back for a couple of weeks. Oh, yep. Hey, Warfy, yeah, Raf Clark here, mate. Um, so, what's the, what's the ceiling for for the Magpies? Where do you see yourselves finishing with the, with the great start to the season? Do you see yourselves in that top three, um, definitely finals, um, or you know, have you put a put a mark on it yet, or are you just going to play week by week? Yeah, sort of week by week. We haven't really looked at the level too much. Um, no, it's a bit hard not to have enough on top, but um, yeah, hopefully we can stay up there as long as we can, and yeah, play finals is the ultimate goal. So. Yeah. Yep. As a, as a young fellow Warfy mate, um, how have you seen the NTFL like with the standard and all that, um, compared to previous years, mate? Is it is it gone up a bit this season? Do you feel with the recruits? Yeah, this season, yeah, a whole lot more talent has come through. Even the last couple of seasons, just we're getting them stats and stuff like that. Um, we can sort of just realise that. Yes. Yes. Moving forward, and yes, yeah, good for the good for the comp. Yeah, what standards has Phil Wills brought to the uh, for footy club, mate? Oh, he just sort of told us all about um, our preps to games, making sure we get good recovery in. Um, he's a very professional bloke too, so yeah, having him there and then um, just a good leader too. You can sort of talk about him with anything. Yeah, sweet. Um, go on. With the, um, the game so far, mate, what's been your hardest matchup in terms of um, someone you had to play on or, you know, someone who's got the better of you maybe or, or was a hard one against the Magpies that they had to shut down? Oh, I had to go up against Maggo against Waratahs, so he ended up kicking three goals in the first half. But um, other than that, yeah, sort of stay away from Did the you stay on him for the last half? No, nah, I, I got off him after the half time, but, yeah. <laughs> I think he got, yep. a, got a bit. And also, mate, there's been a surprise recruit in Baxter Mench. How did Baxter yep. Mench get to the football club? And, yeah, he's been he's been racking up the, the disposals. He's had 30-plus games. I think every game he's played, he's been around the 30. How did he get to the football club? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure about that. He sort of just rocked up in training, knew one of the fellas from last season. And, yeah, I was just having a yarn to him at the, at the start of training um, one day. And then... Yeah, the next game he got 43 touches and three goals. So I was like, oh, we got someone good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, yeah. Hey, so, yeah. hey Wolfie, with the, the way the, the, the recruits that you're getting, um, sometimes can be a bad thing as well if, if they're all come for the one season and leave. So my, my um, question is, um, is there a, a, a next um, crew of players like, you know, those 17, 18-year-olds or 20-plus-year-olds coming through that can pick up and learn from the group you've got there at the moment so the magpies going forward are, 
are going to have a good couple of successful seasons in a row, or is it, um, you know, does it look like after these blokes all leave, it's um, back to the drawing board, or have you got a good young list coming through? Oh, yeah, I reckon with our leaders and all our leaders we've got, and then um, we've got a fair few juniors coming through. So I think we should be able to hold our own um, next season. Hopefully we get these boys back for a couple of other seasons also. So I reckon we should be Yeah, awesome, mate. Going. That's good to hear. Yeah, Wolfie, do you see yourself as a future leader? I definitely do think you can lead this club in the future, mate. Watching you from afar, is that sort of an aspiration for yourself? Oh, uh, yeah, no, it'll be good. Um, so I sort of learned from all Joey Fowler, Chris, uh, Farrow and Chris Williams, um, Wilsey, Eric Guthrie. So if I can learn a thing or two from them, um, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, all good then, Wolfie, mate. Best of luck for Saturday, brother. Um, thanks for coming on on SEN Radio and actually get the boys on uh, on it, onto it to listen, mate. Cheers, Wolfie. All right. Cheers. Have a good one. Thanks. No worries, Wolfie. Uh, so just some women results. I was just Ryan Wolf there from the Palmerston Magpies, a young backman for the club, a junior coming through the ranks, and one player that I really think could be a future leader for yeah, the Magpies. it's good to see that down at the Magpies. So the women's results, um, I won't touch on the bottom, or the, yeah, the Nycliffe down the bottom as well. Uh, Waratahs are on top of the ladder in the women's. Uh, five wins, Pints with four wins, Buffett's third, Tiwi, Palmerston are both, and Saints are four, five, six on the same amount of wins, two wins, three losses. Nycliffe, Southern Districts and Wanderers, Raf. So, yeah, it's very a, tight. It's, it's a tight um, tight one. It's actually good to see the Saints girls get a couple of back-to-back wins. Um, mm. it, it looked like there was going to be a long season ahead um, for them. But, um, you know, the couple of recruits have got Gemma Akano and um, also Keisha Doherty um, across from Buffaloes are helping out with their leadership. And um, finally to see them get a back-to-back wins is uh, good for the club going forward, mate. Um, yeah. You know, always going to have a, a soft spot for St. Mary's, obviously, but you know, to get them back on the winning list and um, hopefully they they get a bit more wins coming forward. Yeah, I think I think Waratahs and Pines are probably the standouts, standouts at the moment. Yeah, and then Buffett's are probably the third best side and then anyone could be in that four to five, six yeah, range. Yeah, definitely. And I, I definitely got to see a bit of the Teary girls play against St. Yeah. Mary's there a couple of weeks ago. And, and the same with the Teary men, you know, once they turn it on and, and they start gelling, um, it can be a very dangerous and, you know, very, very... Um, you know, you never know what's going to happen with those Siri players, and especially the men and women. Uh, yep. If they get their themselves up and going, it, it can be a nightmare for any team playing them. There's also something to flag, Raph. There could be the AFLW girls could be coming back. So that's, yeah. that'll be interesting. St. Mary's, from this is what I've heard, second, third, fourth hand, they could have five AFLW girls coming back. So Yeah, that's an interesting one, mate. Whether it's a... It, it definitely does you know, make the, the comp stronger, but whether it, it's a good thing or not, because mm. you've got these girls putting in the effort and, the, and the, you know, the pre-season training and all that, and then you push five or six players out. I know any club would say, wouldn't say no to getting that experience, yeah. but whether it's good for the local girls and the, and the, and the comp itself, but that, yeah, if you have one or two, it's always good, but you're getting five or six, um, you know, the, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A big, it's a big difference. <laughs> well, the next step though, Ralph's going to be fly-ins, so if we're going to discuss that, because yeah. they're going to have to start capping the fly in. Some sides are flying in more than others. Yep. Um, so that'll be another point, but yeah, with St. Mary's having four or five, I don't, they could sneak into third and they could be a dangerous side come finals. Yeah, well, Danielle's bloody form in the in the AFLW at the moment, if she brings some of that back to the AFLNT, Jesus, I don't know yeah, who's going to stop her. Yeah, I think Buffett's have three that could come back, but I think Eliza Shannon, 
uh, Isabel Porter, Daniel Ponto. I've heard Stevie Lee Thompson could be playing oh, for yep. St. Mary's and Janome Anderson. You add them five in, I think they're the premiership favourites if all five of those girls Jeez, come um, back. Yeah, Janome Anderson, uh, Anderson, she is one of my favourites to watch um, over the past few years and has only been an 18, 19-year-old. She's... She's 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 um yeah, she's scary to watch coming forward. So <laughs> yeah, so Southern Districts versus Nycliffe this week in the women's Palmy Buffs, Tiwi Waratahs and Pints Wanderers. So I think maybe Palmerston Buffs would be the TV game three o'clock TIO Stadium number one. I'd guess, yep. but I don't have that information on me there, guys. So uh, <clears throat> after the break, guys, we're going to just touch on the previews for the games. Go through my tips, Raf's tips, and also Jacko Clark's tips for the upcoming games. Three or four really close games, again, just like last week. SEN Fridays at the top end, 16.11 a.m. Rain and Horn Darwin, we will love your listing. Welcome back, guys, to SEN Fridays top in the top end, 16.11 a.m. Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. Robbie, just touching on the AFL women's footy. Um, we'll follow up, mate, with the AFLW round one of the finals this week. Uh, a quick touch on the games ahead. We've got Melbourne versus Adelaide. Um, who do you see winning that one, mate? I've got the Demons. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a close contest, but I'm, I'm tipping the Demons in that yeah. one against the premier, former Premiers. I think those two are the, are the best best two teams in the comp, I think. Um, uh, also, we've got Brisbane Lions... Um, playing the Richmond Tigers uh, on the Saturday. Um, also Geelong North Melbourne on the Saturday. And also finishing off the the last game of the first week of finals is Collingwood versus Bulldogs. Who are your tips on those ones, mate? So Lions versus yeah, Tigers. I'm not all generic for me. I'm going Lions, but I'd like Richmond to win. I'm going Cats and I'm going Collingwood against uh, Bulldogs. Yeah, mate. I think I'm leaning the same in direction with that. Uh, the Lions, uh, Cats, and also the Magpies are the, are the other three winners I've seen. So good luck to all the NT girls involved in those finals games. Um, Rob? Definitely. Yep. So we've got Tars. We could preview these games, mate. So Tars versus Tiwi at Gardens Oval. Shannon Rioli in. You've got Sam Darley moving back. You've got Benelli in form. Can Tiwi beat the Waratahs? What's your thoughts, Raf? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I don't really like the Bombers playing on the Gardens Oval um, mm. because they you like them with their space and running. But um, you never know. With the side the tier we've got over the last two weeks, mate, um, it's going to be an interesting one. If Waratahs take them lightly um, and you allow Tiwi to play that free-flow style, um, you never know. Majak Dor could kick seven or eight. Um, mm. You know, put him out, one out. You can kick the ball from him from the midfield. So... You know, those midfielders are fine for Tiwi. It's it's definitely going to be a lot closer than I reckon a lot of people would have thought a couple yeah. of weeks ago. I've, I've got I've got Tars by four goals. Clarkie had them Tars by ten. What's Jeez. your thoughts? What's your finals on that? I reckon uh, it might come down to a fitness thing. Uh, but, yeah, like we are saying, with the way Brenton Toy's got the boys playing and, you know, once you get that first win, the excitement in the group, the the effort um, for everyone to turn up and even want to buy in even more yep. is the exciting thing about it. And I, I think Tiwi might push them right to the last quarter um, and they might get home tars by two or three goals in the end. Yep. So Crocs versus Tigers. So this is out at Crocs. Crocs undefeated out there two from two. Uh, so they've had a draw and a loss, and they haven't looked the side we thought they were. Um, I don't, I, I don't too sure if Crocs are a top three side. So how are you seeing this one? Yeah, it's it's interesting one. The hardest ground, about, apart yeah. from playing over in Tiwi, um, is is probably out of Fred's Park. Very humid out yeah, there, and that's the thing. You never know what you're going to get. Um, they're really good at getting those afternoon storms from that come out from nowhere. So, yeah. and I think with the lead up with this heat we've had, I think they're going to be in for a big, big storm come, yep. <laughs> come Saturday. But um, 
Yeah, it'd be an interesting one. This is the one the Crocs have to bounce back from um, from that loss from St. Mary. So for them to be a top three side, they'll have to definitely have to win this game or not make it a, a shootout. Yeah, it was definitely a game I had as a potential match of the round game, but due to Crocs' form in the last few weeks, it sort of dropped off a bit. I've got Tigers by three goals. Clarkie's got Tigers by two in a close one. Have yeah, you seen it just, the same? Yeah, just seen it the same. Um, obviously missed a lot of the footy on the weekend um, with me um, incidents, but... Um, yeah, I definitely think the Tigers, um, like like I said earlier in the show, my surprise, I've still got a very, very strong core there and it's hard to mm. knock off the Tigers when they're up and about. Yeah, they've got some solid fly-ins as well. Palmerston versus Buffs. This is, for me, the match of the round. We haven't touched on the match around this week, which just it sort of skipped us a bit, but this is the match of the round. This is both sides that are sitting four and, f- uh, four and five on my rankings. Oh, Palmy went into three. A win from either side could really push the top three uh, tilt for both clubs. Yeah, definitely. I reckon this is a really good match for Buffaloes to see where they're at. Mm. Um, you know, they don't have the the the, the credentials of those flyings and those past AFL players, um, but they get Mitch Robinson in there mm. uh, as well. So it'd be good to see him uh, hit it out against those boys like Jetta and Hams and and really push the Magpies. I, I reckon for Buffaloes to to win this one, it would really push them towards that top four, um, definitely finals berth. Um, mm. So this would be a really, really good one for Buffaloes to see where they're at. Well, yeah, I, I've written down the loser of this could lose credibility for a top three spot, and that's the way I see it. Um, I've got, but I've actually been tipping buffs in this one against my better judgment. I'm tipping buffs. Obviously, Clarkie's got buffs. I've only got buffs by two goals there in a tight one. Um, how are you seeing that result? What's your tip? Yeah, I, I'm actually starting to lean towards the buffs, even though Magpies mm. have um, been getting the wins on the board. But um, the way the Buffaloes have been playing... Um, you know, the last game I commentated with your old man was was a Buffaloes game, and yeah. they they sort of just sort of did what they wanted against Tyrion. and it, it ended up being a lot closer than expected. But I think they've got the potential to be a really really strong top four side Buffaloes. And like I said a couple of minutes ago, uh, a couple of seconds, that this would be a good good uh, measuring point for Buffaloes and 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 the way they're going forward. Yeah, definitely. Like they, they they depend on who they play in as well, don't they? Like they were very quiet against Tiwi. They they weren't accurate as well, but then they got the win, and then they would just come out all guns blazing against Crocs, and that's yeah, sort of Buffaloes in a nutshell, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It's almost like they set themselves for the harder game and and bring mm. everything they've got. So this is a, a really good one for Buffaloes. Like you said, it'd definitely be a match of the round. Um, yep. so it'd be worth tuning into if you. Wondering what game to tune into if you're a neutral supporter out there. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see Buffaloes get a win um, and, yep. and really challenge the Magpies. Yeah, so we've also got – so we've all gone Buffaloes in that one. But, I, yeah, either way, if that was out of Palmerston, I'd be tipping Palmerston. We haven't touched on this game, but the Eagles versus Pints, Motlop v Motlop. Eagles are playing a few kids now, which is good. I don't know if they listen to me on the radio, yeah. but I did say that a few <laughs> weeks ago and they're doing that. It's a bit of a structure versus chaos game, isn't it? Um Pints to pair off, and they're very structured in that aspect and accountable. And Wanderers not as accountable, but do like to run off and create and a lot more chaos out of that back half. Um, Pints will be clinical with the football, and they they really need to pair off quickly against the Eagles. Otherwise, they're going to get found out just like how they did against Tiwi. But the Eagles need, and the Eagles just really need to try exploit and use that pace. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's always a hard one, Shannon. Motlop knowing the ins and outs of every player um, out at Wanderers is is, mm. is a big um, positive for the Pints guys because mm. he knows how to shut them down and knows some of their weaknesses and their strengths definitely because he was a coach of only last year. Yep. Um, so it'd be interesting one to see how they do match up. But 
if pints are going to turn into a slugfest and to slow the game down, I believe they'll get over the line. But if Wanderers can play that free attacking footy that we're accustomed to seeing Wanderers do, um, they'll be hard to stop. Yeah, I just also I mentioned last week about how Shannon Motlop was coaching the side and it was more that he's coaching them roles and sort of shutting down how opposition are playing and they don't have their own sort of brand. But I sort of agreed with that and thinking just for the first year, try to do that, defend first, get your defence systems right and then be a bit more attacking. Um, we haven't really touched on it either, but the statement, it is a bit of a statement game for Shannon Motlop. Um, two years ago, he took that side to third. They beat Saints in the first week of finals. Yep. Lost to Nightcliff and then they lost to Saints in the prelim. Then he pretty much was pushed out of the football club, offered a contract that he didn't want. So I wonder how much of a statement game this is going to be for Shannon Motlop. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think he's definitely going to try and put his best side in that Pines probably had for the year. Um, and you'd like to see him do that um, to make that statement. Um, mm. Shannon, you know, his footy knowledge, you know, he, he definitely is a, a really good Premier League coach. Um, and he's one of those coaches that. I believe that gets the players wanting to play for you and not, you know, hoping blokes turn up, but blokes were turning up, jumping out of their skin to play for guys like Shannon. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'd... I'm sort of leaning towards Shannon uh, here um, and, and backing him in. Um, I think I think Shannon's got the more coachable group. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. And, and you see that with the Pines and the discipline and the, the structures they do play and the way they can shut teams down, like you mentioned. Yep. Um, so if they can slow Stevens' impact down and a couple of other good midfielders, especially those half-backers like Weecher and Taylor, mm-hmm. if they can um, slow down their impact on the game and, and make it more of an open shutdown, or not an open game, but like, you know, they're stopping from the intercept marks and having that impact across half half back. Um, yep. Pines will go close to winning. It's also good to see Daniel uh, Weitra back into some form as well. I've got Pines winning by this by three goals. Clarkie has tipped Wanderers. Who's your tip? Uh, it's almost a flip of the coin, mate. It is, but yeah. uh, I'm sort of just leaning towards um, Pines because of their form. Um, yeah. You know, and and they're you know the way they shut teams down. So, what's the chances that Louis George or Chalmers will run with Stephen Motlop? I think it's highly, highly likely. Yeah, highly. Um, and I don't think Shannon's going to let Stephen run around and do what he wants out there. He's going to um, try and slow his brother down any way he can. <laughs> I reckon that'll go. That'll go a long way to. Wanderers winning this game of football, yeah. I feel. He might even um, take him out for yeah. dinner um, tonight and uh, give him a couple of beers, mate. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> how, how Wanderers deal with that if he does get tagged. I think Palmy put a little bit of effort into him on the weekend but and curbed his influence a bit. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting as well. So uh, what's your plans for the weekend ahead, Raf? Are you commentating any games? Nah, mate, I've, I've, I'm having another week off. Um, but, you know, I might watch a bit of the Cricket World Cup. There's a bit of an update there. Australia play Afghan tonight, so I'll, I'll tune into that. Um, you know, if they win, they um, and then New, New Zealand or England lose, Australia will make it into the knockout stages um, after winning the, you know, the tournament last year. So I'll look into that cricket. I'm not a big cricket fan, but 2020 I like. Yep, it's nice and quick. Um, yeah, my plans, I'm just staying home. I've got a couple of birthday parties I've got to attend. So I've got to do the family <laughs> stuff. No commentary this weekend, which I'm going to enjoy. Um, but, yeah, so... No worries. Have yep. a good weekend, mate. Uh, I've got to coach the boys at 12 o'clock um, Saturday, so it'll be yep. interesting. Good luck with that. No <laughs> yeah, so uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Rain and Horn Darwin, find a place to write your next chapter. Thank you. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.